Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome to our podcast for the sake of the child. I am Tara Gleason, and I am your host. Joining me today is Jim Clark, the President and Chief Executive Officer for the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're here in Washington, D.C. at the National Training Seminar. And last night, I was able to interview Kayla Lemons, one of your... Fabulous young woman. I know. She's the 2017 Boys and Girls Clubs of America National Military Youth of the Year. So she was one of my top people that I could not wait to meet at the NTS this year. So she was so eloquent. She had shared such great stories and has such great vision. I can see her as a young leader going to go out and do great things. So it was wonderful to meet her. No question about it. Fabulous young lady that will accomplish a lot in life, and I'm certain we'll be seeing and hearing her name in the future. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about Better Together? Sure. Well, first and foremost, it's also great to be here at this session because when we think about the work we do to help develop young people, whether it's on installation or off, uh, it's critical uh, in the lives of kids and teens today. And certainly Boys and Girls Clubs of America and in our partnership with every one of the military branches and services, uh, we focus on how we can best help kids have a great future. And obviously it's unique when it comes to the circumstances or the different challenges and situations that kids of military families face and it sometimes is on base, um, but also off base, uh, or installation or garrison, as you would imagine. Uh, so for years, actually uh, over 28 years now, uh, in our partnership, the focus or concentration has been primarily on base, garrison, or installation when it comes to uh, the work we do with affiliated youth centers across uh, and around the world, across the nation and around the world. Now, with Better Together, to get to your question, uh, we are expanding that to serve more youth of military families off base. Um, so this is uh, a thrust to include uh, more options and opportunities uh, for kids that uh, perhaps don't have access to those on base uh, facilities and support mechanisms. We have served <clears throat> youth uh, of military families living off base for a long time. It's just not a large uh, volume that uh, we've been able to provide uh, programs and initiatives to. Uh, so this is the expansion, if you will, of that program. As most of you know that are listening uh, today, the majority of families of military uh, live off base, 70-75% uh, live off base, yet a lot of the services are still on base. So by creating this Better Together, which uh, we launched in 2016 right here in Washington, D.C., with many public partners, uh, agencies, if you will, as well as private corporations and partners that came together to share in this vision or this challenge 
uh, aspirational goal to serve another 250,000 youth living off base. So today, Boys and Girls Clubs with the affiliated youth centers on base serve just short of 500,000 military-connected kids. Uh, and this will expand now to another 250,000 over the course of the next five years. So that is better together, uh, public-private partnership focused concentrating on serving more youth of military families off base and connecting them to their Boys and Girls Club in those communities. So this podcast is geared towards parents. What would you like parents to know about your local clubs and your program in general? Great question. And to all the parents that are, are listening, uh, thank you uh, for your service or that of your significant other or spouse. Uh, in a very small way, this is how we believe we're contributing to uh, the important work that you do in your service to our nation to ensure that we live in the greatest nation on earth and our society remains a free and democratic one. So thank you um, for what you do for this country and for the potential ultimate sacrifice uh, that you could make to ensure that we all remain free and safe. And also to the parents uh, when it comes to Boys and Girls Clubs and our partnership with uh, the military services, we're there for you. Um, we are uh, a service enterprise, service institution um, that's been around 158 years, all dedicated to helping the development of youth, no matter where they live or where they reside in this country or as it comes to our partnership with the military services around the globe. So if you're living off base and aren't familiar with Boys and Girls Clubs, I'd encourage you to go to our website, bgca.org, and there is a a uh, portion of that site that you can go to that is called Find a Club. And it is a mechanism that you can plug in the community or your address and find the nearest Boys and Girls Club to where you may live. Um, that's one way <clears throat> to get connected to a Boys and Girls Club. Uh, but the why is probably more important. Why do you want to do that? So Boys and Girls Clubs operate in the out-of-school time space, after school, during the school year. And then on uh, weekdays, all day long, during the summer, uh, we provide uh, a facility uh, that is safe with caring professional adults that are role models, mentors, coaches, counselors uh, for the youth, the kids and teens that attend. They also will receive a meal, uh, again, more of a dinner uh, or heavy snack after school, a lunch during the summer, uh, so they're fed. And then uh, the programs and services and initiatives that we have in place are all designed uh, to certainly be fun, uh, but with a purpose. Uh, so this is high yield programs where kids are learning along the way, uh, along with having some fun. Uh, most of our programs are research-based, research-informed, evidence-based, evidence-informed uh, programs that we conduct, all uh, circling three uh, areas. It's about academic success, good character and citizenship development, and healthy lifestyles. Um, so we help your kids, uh, teens, with their schoolwork, uh, their homework, if you will. Um, or we help them uh, learn about important uh, career opportunities in the future or 21st century skills that are necessary to have a great job uh, in the future. It could be STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, economics with our Money Matters uh, program, uh, or one of the other uh, many programs that we offer to help uh, kids and teens uh, be successful in life. I think when it comes to uh, 
children that are connected to military families. We also embed and incorporate in all of our curriculum and initiatives and really our interactions is a theme around resiliency. And uh, we've spent a tremendous amount of energy and effort and research over the past several years uh, to ensure that uh, we are paying very close attention to the types of dynamics that your kids uh, face uh, as parents when it comes to the multiple moves uh, that occur in their lives, the transitions that take place with those moves, especially in those teenage years, and the importance of ensuring they're resilient and build their resiliency um, over that course of time. So we've partnered with some uh, nationally renowned uh, professors and researchers to help us build that into our curriculum in partnership uh, with the Department of Defense and the military services so that we know we're meeting the needs that you've expressed. Uh, so that's another piece of uh, specifically what we do when it comes to military families and military connected youth. And as a parent, um, I think that would be one of the, the greater benefits specifically related. So. If you're living off base, I'd encourage you to connect to your local Boys and Girls Club. Um, the programs, the staff, and the services that are provided, I think you will quickly find, uh, will help you and support you, especially living off base, whereas on base you have many of those support mechanisms in place, and not as many off base. So this is one um, that is part of our commitment uh, to help with uh, off base if you happen, happen to live in the civilian community. So, uh, more again, if you go to bgca.org, uh, you can find uh, locations of clubs and certainly a review of our mission, uh, our programs, and the many offerings that we have. So we know the importance of friendship, except especially for our adolescent military kids, and also the importance of that support network, which you touched on a little bit, for military families. We are also all about stories on this podcast. Can you share about an experience that you know of, or how these clubs are impacting kids directly? Well, it's uh, th there's so many stories, uh, and they're all great. And you mentioned our Youth of the Year, our Military Youth of the Year, Kayla, earlier, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping she had a chance to tell her story and how the Affiliated Youth Center Boys and Girls Club helped her develop uh, in life. So she would be our prime example, number one. Um, and our Youth of the Year program, I think, and I'll share a couple stories with you, is uh, really important. Uh, it's been around since 1947. Um, our partnership with the military has been 28 years, so a portion of that period of time. Uh, and then uh, about five years ago, in 2013, um, we introduced, um, and, and the military uh, kids uh, and teens have always been eligible for Youth of the Year, our Youth of the Year program. It is our premier recognition of youth in this country. Um, but we did segment it out a little bit, um, and segment may be the wrong word, but we, we put it in parallel, on a parallel track with our traditional um, clubs and, and the Youth of the Year program. And so it starts out at the base installation or garrison level, and then it goes to what we call a state level and a regional level and a national level. And so in August on the 23rd, um, military youth, uh, as it rolls up to this regional level, will compete for the title of the National Military Youth of the Year, which is Kayla uh, from this past year. And inevitably, their story <clears throat> of overcoming seemingly insurmountable odds in their lives uh, is told uh, to many audiences 
but also then the influence of the youth center and our partnership with the Boys and Girls Club comes out in terms of what it did for those youth. So um, Kayla's a great story. Um, I do have the fortunate um, opportunity to visit many uh, military um, installations, garrisons, bases around the world. I just returned last month uh, from Rota, Spain and um, Siganella, uh, Italy, um, in Sicily, um, where I visited the youth centers and affiliated boys and girls clubs uh, at those locations. Uh, but I've been to so many uh, here in the domestic uh, U.S. and then uh, around the globe. And you know, there's a couple stories that really <clears throat> have stuck out. One was uh, when I first uh, took over this role in 2012, I visited Andrews Air Force Base. And there's actually two great stories with that visit. Um, one is uh, around the youth piece of it. And um, there was a young man, a teenager, at the Andrews Air Force Base Youth Center and affiliated Boys and Girls Club. And we were struggling uh, as a national organization in terms of how we thought about technology and this connection um, you know, through technology to kids. And again, it seems like a long time ago, 2012, um, but things have evolved dramatically in especially social media since then. It was really just as infancy stages, but we were really behind the curve and you know, I was frustrated around technology and what we needed to do and you know, our big move then was the, the iPads, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that was kind of the, the thing. And I thought that was cool. Um, and I walked into the Andrews Air Force Base Youth Center and there was a young man there that um, was very proud of his involvement with the youth center and in that technology center portion of it. And spent quite a bit of time together, and uh, obviously a very sharp young man. And he actually was going on to college, uh, kept up with him a little bit, and he's in the uh, uh, Air Force ROTC now, and uh, certainly pursuing a career in, in, in military, which is wonderful. But um, what, what, what the, the point of the story is this, that this young man uh, was able to gain so much when it came to his understanding of technology, the use of it, um, and perhaps what he wanted to do in the future, thanks to that center at the youth center on Air Andrews Air Force Base. And um, it, it struck me, in fact, uh, the, the funny part of the story is, um, I, I said to him, he was like 14 years old at the time, I said, how would you like to come to Atlanta where our headquarters is and become the Vice President of Technology for Boys and Girls Clubs of America? I, I know he was flattered, and I was half serious. I thought mm -hmm. it would have been a great idea. Uh, but I think uh, the story is uh, really special because of how that has you know, shaped his life. Uh, the other part of the Andrews Air Force Base story was, um, at the time, um, the person that was running Andrews Air Force Base uh, was a two-star um, general in the Air Force, General Darren McDo. And uh, before we went to the youth center, we stopped and visited him. And our team was talking on the car ride over to Andrews about how important it was going to be to uh, make sure we influenced uh, General McDo. He's very, you know, uh, influential in the in the military services. This is Andrews. You know, it's a big operation, um, and and so you know they were concerned about making sure that our points and and what we we talked about with him uh, would resonate and that he would understand the importance of youth centers and our affiliation with boys and girls clubs and. How important this was in the development of youth. So I was geared up for it, and you know, I had some concern that he wasn't on board, uh, type thing. 
So, as you know, um, uh, you go in and, and sit down and spend some time and start telling our story and about, I don't know, 15 minutes into it, General McHugh puts his hand up in the air and kind of gets me to pause, puts the stop sign up uh, and says, Jim, um, now let me tell you about boys and girls clubs. And he went on to tell his story about growing up in a boys and girls club and the transformational impact that it had on his life and how he would never have been as accomplished or gotten to where he is today without what the experience was at that Boys and Girls Club. Uh, he went on to be a four-star general. We take credit for that, of course, uh, at this point. Um, uh, and he'll be retiring uh, uh, this year, um, but uh, certainly has been an advocate. He's our representative uh, on our Board of Governors um, uh, with the Department of Defense. Uh, so he has been a champion uh, and an advocate uh, all along the way. I think the, the second story I would share <clears throat> is uh, related to uh, Asia and a young man um, that uh, uh, was stationed there at one of the bases. And uh, I was visiting and the teens uh, at the center, the teen center, um, uh, the, the director there said, they want to put on a little show for you. And I said, okay, great. And it was more of a talent show um, and it was musically based. and. I said, fantastic. Um, and so they did, about a half hour show. And there's one young man uh, in that group that played the saxophone, Ellis, Ellis Hamilton, um, that was truly outstanding in terms of his musical talent and ability. Um, so when, when the, the little performance was done, um, I was chatting with him and said, look, um, I'd like you to come to our national conference and perform to an audience of 3,000. Of our professionals and leaders, uh, volunteers in this country, and um, he did. He came to New Orleans that year. It was in um, uh, New Orleans, our conference, and uh, a fabulous young man and a fabulous saxophone player. Um, and again, uh, an experience that perhaps he wouldn't have had if it wasn't through that teen center on the base. Now, um, and certainly hoping to pursue a, a career in music, but. Uh, he is um, professional quality talent already. And I think the, the tribute and the moral to that story goes to um, the teen center on that base. And certainly, um, hopefully a little bit to uh, our partnership with Boys and Girls Clubs, uh, providing that opportunity, that atmosphere, that experience uh, for him to be able to express himself and uh, pursue his dream and, and his uh, music. So. Um, I think those are a few special stories, um, and I could go on. There, there, there's one with every every stop, every every visit. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us here today, and thanks to all our listeners for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe, and we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast for the sake of the child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.